everyone, Bob WP here, and we are back with episode 131. My co-host Anna joins me today. Anna, how are you doing? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm sending you warm regards from Vienna, Austria this time. Uh, we have beautiful weather here and a lot of great food and great vibes. So this is a nice time to do this podcast right now. Ooh, now that sounds nice. Um, when you're talking with the guests, I will dream about Vienna. Even though I've never been there, I'll dream about <laughs> it because I can do that. So yeah. anyway, we have a great show lined up. So we are going to dive right into it. Our guest, Daisy Olson, is, well, one of those people that pretty much is immersed in WordPress, works at Automatic, and thought it would be great to bring her on and talk a little bit about, oh, just what she does and this and that, but also a little around block themes. Daisy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here today. Welcome, Daisy. I'm excited because we had Anne McCarthy on talking about some of the stuff around coming in 5.8 and all that good stuff. And you are the perfect part two piece of that because of even specifically the block themes. But before we get into all that good stuff, why don't you tell us what you do at WordPress? Sure. So um, I'm working for Automatic as a developer advocate, and I um, want to. I'm really privileged that I have the opportunity to work uh, really closely with the WordPress community and um, bringing information and details about the project out to um, those that might not otherwise uh, know where to look for that information, particularly uh, theme developers and plugin developers and site builders and agencies and and outside of the kind of inner circle of contributors, I have a chance to uh, work a little bit further out from the center. It's great. Cool. Well, you have kind of a rich history in WordPress. Can you give us a nutshell of that? You know, maybe first how you even got into WordPress and just a little bit about what you've been doing, you know, up till your um, position there at WordPress. Sure. So uh, way back in, I think it was 2007 um, and blogging was extremely popular. Um, I uh, decided to teach myself to knit. Uh, I had never knit before. <laughs> um, I didn't know anyone that knitted. <laughs> and but it was it seemed like something that I might want to do a blog about it. And so i I figured it all out. Like I had a little bit of background in web development, but um it I, nothing really had ever stuck. And when I found WordPress, and and got the site set up it was it became apparent very quickly that i was not much of a blogger <laughs> but i really liked the back end of wordpress i loved the modularity of the themes and the plugins and and how the core stayed secure and um updatable even as you added um layers on top of it and i was probably a bit of a um plugin addict <laughs> in the early days but uh it got me started on the road to being more and more involved in not only the the WordPress development itself, but um, I was fortunate to speak at uh, a WordCamp in 2009 in New York City. And that one thing led to another, and I uh, helped to coordinate the WordCamp Boston, first WordCamp Boston. And through that event, I 
was able to start working for the Studio Press theme company back in 2010. And I worked there for for quite a few years. And I've also worked in agencies and um, done freelance. And so I've I've been able to do a lot of different roles in WordPress. And so I uh, it, it's really cool now that I can sort of bring all that experience together uh, in some interesting ways. Wow, what a background. Uh, I understand that there's been more than 10 years since you're involved in the WordPress ecosystem in general, or since you were first acquainted with WordPress. And I also saw on your profile that you've been um, announced as a speaker for WordCamp Europe um, next year. Would you mind sharing with us um, what motivates you into, you know, this idea of contributing to the community? Because this is more than just Um, developing or giving feedback or helping with support. You also talk about things and you teach people. Why is it that you do this? Uh, I I actually (laughs) really love having the chance to teach people how to do things that I've had to learn myself. I I personally am the kind of person who likes to learn um, by digging in myself. And, but then I can take that, that learning and I can apply it in a way that will hopefully help others learn in a way that will work for them, whether that be through video or audio or, or text-based uh, instruction or um, attending a WordCamp uh, presentation or um, a, going to a discussion group through the Learn WordPress uh, platform. So I really love that a lot. It's, it's a great thing that I have an opportunity to do. I think that's awesome. So did you already uh, choose your topic for next year? For I actually was a speaker this, just this most recent WordCamp Europe that just happened uh, last week. Oh, nice. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about next year yet, but I did uh, participate in a panel about the future of themes in the WordPress world. So um, it was very interesting uh, to have a chance to talk about that in, in that group. Would you share with us two, three main um, takeaways from the panel discussion? One is that full site editing is going to become more and more a part of the way that people use WordPress. And what that will translate to for themes is uh, block themes. These are themes that are almost entirely created with blocks. So rather than having lots of PHP and a loop and all of the templating and a uh, somewhat complex and difficult to learn coding, it will be possible to create a large part of a WordPress theme with just the block editor as your primary tool and then adding on a styling layer uh, with CSS. So, and then, and then also all the power of the WordPress API to be able to add in additional um, bells and whistles, I guess you could say. So it'll be really interesting. But I think one of the cool things that uh, came out of that panel was the idea that the barrier of entry for a theme uh, creator um, will be lowered significantly with the way that these block themes will be created. It'll be a lot easier for um, new uh, developers to get involved earlier in their learning process. It sounds like they will have access to a new standard of building themes or making things the good way, right? Sure thing. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you. Yeah, on on that note, what you just said, 
And I, I'm playing a bit naive on this too, aside from reading and listening to what everybody's talking about. The ability to build those themes. Do you see more, th- you know, as we move towards this with the block themes, more of them building their own specific blocks or because of the fact that there's so many blocks available, you know, first of all, in core, and then, you know, more and more are building, you know, providing blocks here and there and everywhere. Will theme developers focus more on creating their own blocks or will they take advantage of this vast world of blocks to incorporate what already exists? I would say that in an ideal setting, there would be all of the blocks that you need, either in core or in the block directory, which is accessible from within your block editor on your site. If, if you search for a block and it doesn't exist or it doesn't find something with that search term, what will happen is that the um, WordPress will reach out to the block directory and try to find block plugins or you know blocks that would, would meet the needs that you're trying to accomplish. So I think that there's still space for new blocks to be created, but as the blocks become more feature um, complete, the ones that are in core, I I suspect that what you'll have is instead of creating an entire block, you might create block patterns where it's a a saved configuration of one or more blocks. You might create block styles where you can uh, effectively um, add a class to the block wrapper on the front end and apply styling to it to make it look a certain way. Or kind of a little bit further into the weeds, you could say, are block variations where you can uh, take an existing block and inner blocks in some cases and remix them and then have it listed in the block listing as its own block. Um, An example of this that already exists in core would be like the embed blocks. The embed blocks are registered in such a way that they're actually relying on the code for one block but are being used in different ways and listed as individual blocks in the in the block editor's inserter. So block variations could be a way for, um, for you to extend the block editor without creating your entire your own block from the ground up. You could do it so that it adds styles in it. It sets it sets the configuration ahead of time. Um, it could even uh, include inner blocks that also are configured. So it's uh, another way to do that. Easier and probably safer and less prone to errors. This is what I understand from what you've been telling us, Daisy. And maybe what is important here, I would think of the idea of helping builders, which are maybe not that experienced with building their own websites, Helping them understand the principles behind building uh, with using blocks, because what we're doing right now is a little bit of a freestyle, especially when it comes to rookies like me, for example. I had an experience where I tried to build um, a very basic WordPress site using a Go theme. And um, it seemed really natural and simple and intuitive until I got to the point where I had very specific needs and I needed some CSS help. And I was like, okay, what do I do now? Should I change the theme? Should I do something else? Is it like, how does this work? So I had to 
dig a little deeper and to do a little bit of research to understand how the Go team was being built because it was built for a specific type of business, right? So I understand that this would be something similar that the builders would have to face, not necessarily the theme builders, but the people who will use the themes because it's it's really helpful to understand what's the anatomy of a, the website that you're trying to build before starting uh, from scratch. So I would say that there's going to be a few layers. Um, the theme developers are going to um, be able to, I, I say theme developers because we think of them as, as developers, but I, I see a future where we have theme designers that are implementing designs that can be used with WordPress and to get back to that design. And so the CSS becomes the, the domain of the theme designer. Right. And then there will be um, the ability to take that design and then to tweak it a little bit as a user uh, using global styles. That you, if you say, well, I my theme designer set this up to look in this way, I can change this font to something else or this color to something else. And, and a lot of that will be um, possible to change from within um, the theme editor in WordPress when you moving when we're moving into block themes, and then the power that we have now of being able to very finely tune the design of the of the front end will still be available to those that need it. So it's it's a it's a mix of both both worlds: the very powerful designers that need to have, be able to control everything, as well as the average user that just wants to be able to make a change to their website. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. When you build a client site, after the fact, you are doing one or two things. Continuing to help them maintain their site or simply handing it over. Now, whatever the case may be, you need to give your clients even more confidence in running their Woo shop. OS Training has a great collection of WooCommerce tutorials that will help your clients get the most out of their site. And as a bonus for you, the builder, you can also find training to enhance your knowledge as they continue to grow their WordPress and WooCommerce developer training. So whether it's for yourself or to help your clients Understand and take control of their Woo shop. OS Training has you covered at OSTraining.com. You know that moment when you update a plugin and you realize, wow, it's just gotten better. Well, just recently, Yoast SEO has released version 16.5. What really stands out in this release is you will now find a social preview feature. This means that whether for yourself or your clients, You will now be able to optimize the posts and pages even faster by filling in a social appearance template for every content type. And with this new feature, it streamlines the time it takes to fill in a fitting social title, description, and image. So make sure and update or grab yourself the Yoast plugin over at Yoast.com. And now let's head back to the show. One of the things you had mentioned, Daisy, uh, when we were chatting earlier, when we were talking about, you know, some of the direction of this, 
is the idea of universal or hybrid themes. What stood out from that is you said that it really feels like this could be an important piece as far as woo, you know, part it plays in it. So why don't you just elaborate? I'm just kind of opening this up for you to elaborate on this and and, and give your thoughts on this because it, it does sound intriguing to me. Sure. So let's start with the definition. So basically a universal theme is going to be a, a, a theme like we're used to now that has a lot of the PHP templates, um, is using the old at least some portion of the existing theming um, system. And then it start, they can start to integrate in block theme um, components so that you get a little bit of both. You might get some of your theme is being controlled by the PHP templates. Some of your theme might be controlled by block, um, block templates or block template parts, and they can kind of mix and match to some extent. And in its first iteration, a hybrid theme, a universal theme is the final naming that they've decided to go with, would just include a, what's called a theme.json file. And what that will allow you to do is just set um, presets and styles and configurations and, and like add and remove support for certain things in the block editor from a single file. So presently, a lot of these are possible. You do them in functions.php, sometimes by enqueuing JavaScript and sometimes with helper functions in PHP. But there's, it's like you have, to, you have to know all of the things that you need to do for that specific thing. In theme.json, it really, it really um, simplifies the process. So once you've learned how to use it, it's all very much the same. And um, that's that's the first piece of these universal themes that we're going to get access to in the next version of WordPress. So it's it's pretty exciting to see that coming out into um, a place where anyone can start using it. How does that play an important part as far as WooCommerce you know, is concerned? So uh, from a WooCommerce standpoint, all, any blocks that are specific to Woo um, can be set up to be have like presets. Like every time I use this block, I want it to start off like this. I want it to start off with these um, style settings. Then you'd be able to do that in your theme.json file, and then it would be ready for you to ready to go every time you use it instead of it being just the defaults. Um, and then you have to apply your settings every time you want to use that block. So um, it can it could speed up um, the setup process time for someone that's uh, often using these blocks on their on their WooCommerce site. So there's still a lot of conversation around theme customization, and I'm mainly thinking about branding guidelines. And I was thinking, um, should people feel like building blocks are a little bit maybe restrictive or do they need a lot of CSS to make it work according to their branding guidelines? Of course, assuming that they don't have really, um, you know, complicated requirements. Um, I think that stepping back to just the idea of block themes, I think block themes are going to help sites maintain their, their uh, branding guidelines. Um, if you have a specific color palette, for example, 
um, you you code that palette in, and then it's those are the colors that are surfaced for you to use in your site. If you have a site logo that that can be um, set at the site level, you know that you there's a, going to be a site logo block um, that will be available uh, for your for use primarily for theme developers or for at the theme level. But I think that that block will be um, making it into 5.8. And then ideally, your, your, the design of your theme is going to do everything it needs to do in order to help you maintain those brand guide, guidelines. Um, one area that I think is really useful for um, maintaining brand is block patterns, because mm-hmm. when you have a block pattern created, you already have everything all put together in the way that you need it for your brand, and then you just add your content to it. So it's kind of, it acts like a template of sorts that that um, can already be set up in the way that you need it. Particularly, uh, like you could have block patterns of products for a WooCommerce site so that every time you added a product, it has all of these pieces already almost configured for you. So all you have to do is change the image out, add a description, you know, just the minimal things that are going to be unique to each product it'll speed things up. It'll make them more consistent, which really at the end of the day is the thing with maintaining your brand guidelines. Yes, that's beautiful. Consistency, I think is really, really important, especially when you have maybe hundreds of products on your WooCommerce site. It really helps a lot. Absolutely. And how about blog variations? I, I saw you mention something about it and I was wondering, this would be like the next, next level of blog, building blocks. Yeah, so rather than building an entirely new block, if let's say there's a block that's part of core uh, or that is part of a plugin that you're using, such as WooCommerce, and you want you, everything works great, but you just want to have it so that it's a little bit tweaked, but you want it to be its own thing. You don't want it to affect the original block. You want it to be listed as an entirely new block. So a, a, one example of a block variation could be that you'd have um, maybe it was a media and text block where you have an image and you have some inner blocks that would um, be to the side of the image. So that's that's basically how this block works. So you could have your, your media and text block um, with, uh, let's say you wanted a headline block and you wanted a paragraph block and you wanted some buttons. Um, pretty simple. You could build a block that does exactly that with placeholder text that can then be replaced once you've added it in. But it would be listed as a block in the inserter. So it would be really easy to access, but it, it wouldn't be as um, as design-oriented as a block pattern where, where you might have lots of, um, lots of blocks going on. The block variation would be just a single outer block with potentially some inner blocks that are already partially configured there and ready to add content to. This sounds really cool. I love it. And creating your own library of blocks. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Have you heard anything, and you can say, no, I haven't, we can leave it at that, but... We've got these developers that are in, I, I mean, I'm in Slack sometimes in some of these channels that I've been recommended to watch. And I just, I'm amazed. First of all, I'm amazed at the amount of time people 
give to WordPress. I mean, that can be reflective in a lot of those channels itself. What are the, some of the concerns that, I mean, I, I'm sure you're dealing with those all along, but is there one or two concerns that are kind of standing out to you that need to be ironed out over time or, you know, there will be solutions, but it it can't be obviously, you know, bam, 5.0, everything works perfectly. Anything you want to share with us? There's a lot of ongoing work of surrounding, like tightening up the user interface so that there's really good consistency ac- across the different menus and blocks. I think one of the big uh, concerns is um, trying to get as much adoption of block theming as possible. It's going to be, um, it's so different. (laughs) The way that a block theme is structured is such a different um, thing from what we were accustomed to. And honestly, the, the, the overall idea behind a theme for WordPress has not changed since, I don't know, 2.0 anyway. So it's a big paradigm shift. And that, uh, could be something that, that some people might have a difficult time um, adjusting to. and But hopefully others will have an op- see it as an opportunity to come in when something is new and um, to try it out and see if it works for them. So uh, I find that to be really exciting. But I would say that um, one of the concerns would be that things are coming out some on a, like a piecemeal basis. So it's not like we're getting everything all at once. We're not getting all of full site editing or all of block themes in in a single release. So things are rolling out a little bit more slowly as we feel that they're ready for use in a production environment. And that's, that's the challenge, right? Is that um, when we put something into core, it's going out to millions of production websites people's businesses and livelihoods depend on their websites. And um, so there has to be a lot of concern for um, what goes out there being backwards compatible with what is already out there. (laughs) So um, that's part of the reason that the pacing has to be um, somewhat um, slowed down, I guess you could say, or, or just a couple pieces at a time so that we uh, don't overwhelm um, or, or introduce something that we didn't intend to. So what would be some ways to encourage people to adopt um, using, to adopt the use of um, block pattern blocks? So adopting block patterns, I think that something that will really help that is that it's coming soon, that it's, it's actively in development and it's not directly tied to a 5.8 release is a block pattern directory where you'll be able to, I believe this is still the plan that you'll be able to go and build a block pattern and submit it to the directory for others to use, but also copy that code and then put it into your own site. So it, it will, it's like for yourself, but also for others. And then you can see all of the other block patterns that have been created by other people. So right now it's being, like they're they're working. A lot of the designers are working on, on making sure that there's a really good selection of interesting block patterns available from the beginning. And then in terms of what what a theme designer or developer can be doing now, one is just 
start exploring block themes as a concept. There's a uh, GitHub repository in the WordPress space of that's called Theme Experiments, where you can go and you can look at the block themes that some people have created, including the, uh, the core team has created a, um, a 2021 block version, which is also available, incidentally, in the in the theme directory. So you can actually install it right from from by searching TT1 blocks. Um, you do have to have the Gutenberg plugin installed and activated in order to use these themes right now. Uh, that'll change at some point, um, not in 5.8, but probably in 5.9, it'll be possible to directly activate a, a block theme in, in your WordPress site. And just by taking a look at the code that's in those themes, you might be surprised to see how simple it really is. So um a lot of HTML rather than PHP, <laughs> which is kind of cool. So I, I read something about TG1 blocks in an article on WP Tavern. And if I understand well, this would be the block-based version of the 2021 theme. And I also understand that you were involved in the team who contributed to updating the old team. Uh, Am I right? No, I I was not directly involved in that, but a lot of my colleagues were. Close enough. <laughs> so why is this such a major milestone for Word, the WordPress community? Uh, it's the first of the block theme. So, and it is it is built in a um, best practices way. So this theme is kind of the flagship of the block themes that we have at present. And part of the reason that it was created in the way that it was as a, as a block version of the default theme is to show that you can do the same thing with a block theme that you could with a um, classic theme, that we can create two versions of that same theme. They look the same on the front end. The way that they work on the back end is different. That's part of what I think is kind of interesting about it is that it's a way to you know, show, demonstrate what you can do with this block theme idea. So it can be pretty on the back side as well as on the front side, just as in knitting, right? I, I saw that you knit as a hobby. Is yeah. It? And my yes. grandma always says like, if it's pretty on the front, it has to be pretty on the back or otherwise you don't know how to knit. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just <It's> true. <laughs> It triggered this idea. Yeah, I think that's really, really cool. I, I can I can tell that this is something that really, really passionate people would think of, like normal people, like the rest of us who are just making use of the cool technology that's out there. We're just like, does it work? Yes. Does it look good? Yes. Okay, then that's fine. We don't need to do much about it. But yeah, we're lucky to have people like you who are concerned about, you know, um, improving and updating and making it pretty on the other side as well. Let's say you're at a, a WordCamp physically, <laughs> and that will happen someday soon. You've given us a lot of different reasons, and I want to narrow it down to this single, what is the selling point to these developers? If somebody came up to you and said, Daisy, hey, I know you are do a lot with theming at WordPress. Tell me right now why I should turn my energies and my focus to block themes and kind of just this, what's the, the big, big advantage for them? 
I would say one of the big advantages from my perspective would be predictable and consistent base to work from. So if you're a theme developer and you're out there either producing themes for a commercial or like to distribute to a wide audience, or if you're working for clients, um, it is a huge time saver if you know that you open up one of the themes that you created and you know what to expect. It's the markup is going to be familiar to you. And what will what could happen with block themes is that you could open up a theme created by someone else and the markup is going to be familiar to you. So, you know, as you, if you were to inherit a site, for example, you would be able to get up to speed pretty quickly. And I think that uh, being able to um, tool up fast is such an important thing, whether you're working as a theme uh, developer in a marketplace, or if you're working as a site builder or an agency or a freelancer, even um, how quickly you can get your work done is super important. That sounds really necessary and helpful. Daisy, would you share with us some resources that people could uh, visit so that they can learn more about the topics we've approached today? Sure. Beergate is a community member who uh, has this website called the Gutenberg Times. I think it's just gutenbergtimes.com. And she has done a fabulous job of um, pulling resources about the block editor into one place. And basically anything you want to know, you'll be able to find a link out from there. There are a lot, it's not, she doesn't necessarily create all of these resources, but she um, she pulls them together in one place. And um, I would say that that is a really good place to start if you are looking for like the fire hose of all the information. Um, if you're interested in getting involved in block theming, then there's a uh, the theme review channel in Slack. The, there's a block theme focus group that meets periodically um, that you can go and get involved. The theme experiments repository is a place where you can contribute a block theme if you if you want to get involved in that way. Awesome. And if people want to reach out to you directly and have all these questions or just want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I am Daisy O on the WordPress, uh, the Make WordPress Slack. And I am Daisy Olson on Twitter and on LinkedIn. So those are the best places to get me. Excellent. All righty. Well, Man, there's so much going on at WordPress. And I, I love I'm able to bring in, you know, yeah, we touch on Woo, but bring in the uh, foundation to, especially to Woo builders, what to expect. And every time I hear something about what's coming out with 5.8 and all these different things, I think of all the opportunities down the road and for these builders as far as what they're going to be able to do in these block-based themes uh are, are amazing. And I, I'm anxious to see what transpires with all of that. So I am going to quickly thank our pod friends. Again, we mentioned earlier in the show, OS Training and Yoast for their continued support. You can check them out at ostraining.com and yoast.com. Other than that, Daisy, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Daisy. It's been awesome to have you. 
All right, everyone. Till the next time, keep on doing the woo. And yeah, do the WordPress too. You know, you got to do them both at the same time. So just go for it. 